Hey everyone, welcome back to the Chase the Feeling podcast. Today I have an epic guest for you guys. I know you're absolutely going to vibe this and as always, I've gotten a guest on here so you guys don't have to hear my voice for a whole hour, hour and a half. You are lucky duckies once again. Today I have Jesse with me and if you guys don't follow Jesse on Instagram, then like I've just made your bloody day because you... You are going to be in love with this chick. Jessie, thanks so much for jumping on with me. No, thank you for asking me. It was very exciting. I love doing oh. this stuff. I love talking. Yeah. I love talking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So do I. So this is going to be so much fun. Now, Jessie, for people that are maybe listening to your podcast episode through me or maybe even for your followers who don't know much about you besides what you put on social media, Give us the goss. Tell us about you. Oh, don't we love goss? We just love knowing <laughs> about other people's lives, don't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> I am Jessie Cassandra Hall on Instagram. Um, follow me if you don't already. Um, I am 27 years of age, going on 28 in one month. Very exciting. Um, I am a plus-size woman representing um what do I about me this is like putting me on the spot here um (laughs) even though I've been prepared for this I'm still on the spot Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um I work in the entertainment industry um I do social media on the side as a bit of fun um, I like to talk, I like to drink, I like to party. <laughs> yes, a girl after my own heart. And I love fashion. I think that pretty much sums, oh, and film, I love film. That sums me up to a T. Yes. And where do you live? I currently live in Brisbane. Um, The past five months I was living in Mackay, which was <sighs> a time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, grew up Brisbane, born, bred, haven't really left much <laughs> apart from yeah. a few Mackay trips. Yeah. Nice. How was growing up in Brisbane? I love Brisbane. I love it because it's sort of in between a small town and a big city. <laughs> um, yeah. You can go to certain areas and it's very suburbs. You can go to certain areas that are very country. Um, And I love the city. I love this city so much. I'm a big advocate for it. (laughs) Survive. And you guys got great weather there. You wouldn't want to come down here to Canberra. We do not have good weather. No, no, I'm I'm fine here. I'm good with the sun. (laughs) Yeah, I think. I think all of us down here wish we could live up there in the nice warm sun. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a dream. So tell me about how you got into what you do because you are obviously at this point now where you are confident, you are like a businesswoman, your your whole personality just shines and you've got all of these like side hustles and gigs you have. But talk us through from when you were a young girl to where you are now because I'm sure that there's a journey in there that probably wasn't always um, what it is now. Yeah, I, I mean that's the way with everyone, right? You have goals and dreams and aspirations growing up and then reality hits. You've got bills to pay. 
Yes. (laughs) And these dreams don't actually bring in bills. Um, You've got to rethink what you're actually wanting to pursue and keep that in mind. Um, I think when I first graduated high school, I was doing stage theatre. I wanted to be an actor. I had dreams. I had aspirations. Uh, (laughs) I got into a New York acting school, which was really cool. I was about to go over there, but um, it costs way too much to live over there, um, especially you're not allowed to work on a student visa. So that dream kind of died pretty fast. <laughs> I just stuck to stage acting for a while, um, very much North Queensland. I went to Sydney for a couple of gigs with university. Um, I started five degrees and not finished one of them. <laughs> Um, I'm very indecisive when it comes to what I want to do, um, not to boost my own ego, but in school I was pretty much good at a lot of things and I feel like that makes it harder to decide what you actually want to do. Um, yeah, I was, did a lot of art and a lot, anything creative, I was there. I was ready to go. Um, the first degree I started was music theatre. <laughs> I did that for a year and then I was like, nah, not me. So then I decided to randomly, that was in Mackay, and then I randomly decided, um, yeah, I'm moving to Brisbane. I'm going to study to be a teacher. That's my that's my passion right now. I'm going to be a teacher. Did one semester of that and then changed <laughs> into <laughs> social work because I was like, yes, I'm going to help people. That's my That's my meaning in life. Like I need to help people. Yeah. Did two semesters of that. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, okay, what 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 do we want to do? What do we what do we want to do? Um, I did a semester at Griffith for photography because I was like, yes, that's me. That is me. I'm gonna do photography. Like I love finding the beauty in little things. Two weeks, so <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> not my proudest moment, but we're here. Hey, every step is a learning, (laughs) like learning all the way, hey? Like you would have got something out of it. And then my final degree I started, double degree marketing and um, acting. Yep. Which I've gotten really far with, which I'm excited for. I've taken like a three-year break, so that's fine. Um, I've got six subjects left on that one, so I should just finish it, but me and my complacency just comes into play sometimes Uh. (laughs) so that's like a round off trip of like how I got to where I am yeah Um, (laughs) I started working at the cinemas 10 years ago during uni and then I worked my way up um I what did I do I was in the scoop alley just serving people away, and then I became the social media manager for the specific site, and then I became like a marketing for Southeast Queensland, and now I'm the national social media executive for Event Cinemas. <laughs> so that's lit. Probably, yeah, that's why I don't um, – I probably haven't finished my degree properly. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the main reason because I was like, oh, I've got a job in the field that I want to do, so might as well just stick with it. 
Yeah. And like, let's talk about getting into social media because contrary to what people believe, social media is actually a really fucking hard job. Um, And not everyone's cut out for it. I know social media is the part of this podcast that like I struggle with the most. So how did you get like into it? How did you discover your passion for it? I think what was really important with me is that, well, for me, is that my Instagram, my personal Instagram is something that I find fun with. It's something that I do for fun and it's something creative because a lot of the work that I do is very branded and very on um, a particular way to do things. So I think that's where I found passion for it Um, and I think people enjoy seeing you passionate about what you do and that's sort of how it started to grow like I was just showing my outfits every day and like what I'd wear to work would it be a bit funky and people just be like oh that's kind of cool I got shared a few times like that also helps when you're first starting out Um, thank you to people with big platforms you you're the goats. Um, but, yeah, I think it's more because it's a passion project for me and not a job. I think that's what I feel differentiates and helps me to keep engaged with it and to keep engaged with who's engaging with me. If that answers yeah. your question. Yes, that does. <laughs> and I love it because – and it works, right, because yeah. – Obviously, all of you listening right now, because you can all multitask, you've already gone on and you've found Jessie's page and you've started following her while you're listening to this. Um, But, like, you have a large following, right? Like, it's worked, whatever you're doing. People can see the the authentic person that you're bringing forward and they love it. Yeah, for sure. And I think people want to be able to relate to you. It's no point in being unrelatable because then people, like, you've just become stagnant and you're just like oh yeah Kim Kardashian did this again that's great yeah not revolutionary I don't think (laughs) (laughs) definitely not I get yeah and totally and I think um this is a great thing for us to talk about because you and I are the same age I only turned 28 last week yeah so um we're in that same age bracket and I'd love to get your opinion on this is I guess when we were maybe like 15, 16, individuality was not what it was now on social media. Like social media was only just sort of getting its feet when we were young. But what are your thoughts on like individual individual human beings doing what they love on social media and not following the norm or what they believe society should be doing? Yeah, I think (sighs) – It's very interesting because it's very easy to do just a stock standard. It's very easy. You slide under the radar. You don't get noticed. But I think even as a young kid, like my hair, I was bullied so much for. And not to top that off, like I was a bigger set girl. So I was always sort of different and always treated like I was different. And so it wasn't until I embraced that that I really, like, got to know me and got to really, like, ensue that kind of individuality. Um, But I don't think at that time it was really encouraged. I used to slick my hair back, man. I used to slick that shit down. I was like, nah, I'm not about that life. Like, let me – 
I remember just like getting the wax and just <laughs> get it out of here. Uh, it was yeah. just awful. And I look back and I'm like, wow, come on, Egghead. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, but I guess yeah. like, like as a teenager as well, that's like what you want to do, that you want to be like everyone else so that like you don't sort of stand out too much. But, yeah, nowadays it's completely different. <laughs> I mean, the fashion has changed. Well, you look at the fashion in our day, <laughs> and the, the people that are their age now, you're like, what the heck? Why did I? Why did I miss out on this? Like, yeah, the big chunky belt and that that kind of like mermaid skirt was like really short at the front and then really long at the like. What was I thinking? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's fun, but like every day, Jesse, every day. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. And another thing as well, like I we talk about it all the time here on the podcast, is like what was in fashion body shape wise or like you said hair wise or something. Like I vividly remember like I was not a stick in primary school, high school, yeah. and I remember that's all I wanted. And my mum was like, you're beautiful just the way you are. And when you're 12, you're like, mum, shut up. Like <laughs> Like, I don't care. Yeah. But then I think, I can't remember if it was like 16, 17, 18, like everything flipped and it, all of a sudden it was like curves and like like have yep. a bit of like meat on you and all this. Yeah. And all of a sudden all my friends who were like smaller were like rushing to put on like muscle and I yeah. was like, oh, oh, this this is all starting to come in handy. Like yeah, it's sure. strange. It's so odd. It's like, but that that goes with society as well, like, you look 10 years ago, curves was, like, not a thing. And, like, eyebrows, even eyebrows, like, that stick thing, <laughs> the eyebrow, like, that was such a big thing. And we all were all doing it. We were yeah. all there, like, yeah, shave my eyebrows off and I'll line it up again. <laughs> oh, regrets. But now it's, like, you just go with the flow and you go with the wave of whatever's popular but yeah. also finding, like, your kind of niche in that. Absolutely. And your modeling. Yeah, how wild. <laughs> I actually Tell us got, about that. I just got back from a shoot, actually. And Did I was you? like, oh, I hope we'll make it in time. But yeah, um, it was like a body positivity shoot. So I'm very excited to see the outcome of those. Um, modeling. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I never thought that was in the cards for me, but. Like everything in my life, it just happens for a little bit. <laughs> How did you get into it? Did someone approach you? Did you approach someone? Um, I was so the agency I've signed with now approached me, um, and I signed with them. I love them, the Flossy Model Magic Model Management. Um, I actually knew the girls that started it, and I just really love everything that they stand for. Um, they have women, men, any, anyone in between of all black skin shades and everything like true representation. And that's what I was searching for when I was wanting to sign with someone. I mean, I yep. didn't really know that I wanted to sign with anyone, but um, <laughs> I, it, it was definitely something that I considered because my first job I did with Libra. That was like two years ago, 2019, and I got a taste of modelling and I was like, oh, like I could probably do this. Like 
on the side. Why not? Um, and then it just kicked off from there. I love my photo being. Mm-hmm. I love my photo being taken. Let's be honest. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so why not get someone to do it professionally? Yeah, absolutely. And what was the process like? Because I guess, um, like everyday girls like I know I think about it all the time like what would it be like to be a model what would the process be like what was from the moment they came up and signed you up like was it what you expected was it less was it more I think like each shoot varies and eat like it depends on the environment so there was a true uh active truth I did a shoot with them um they're like an activewear brand very good um I did an indigenous shoot with them and it was all Indigenous women. And it was honestly the most powerful experience I think I've ever had in my life because I've never – the way I grew up, I was sort of out of my culture because um, I do identify as Indigenous, but I was never really grown up within my culture. To be surrounded by women – who are so proud and just incredible was an experience I'll never forget and it's an experience that will live with me day in, day out and one of the best shoots I think I've ever done. Yeah. Um, but that's just one example of a shoot. that, Like the Libra one was great. It was my first time. I was very nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. I just kept asking them. I was like, do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do that? Like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, just do this. And it was very laid back and very easy. I find myself more comfortable, obviously, shooting with women. Um, I always have. I think I always will be. But that's just me. Um, But, again, like, I think I actively choose to shoot with women as well. It's just an mm-hmm. un- subconscious choice that I've always done. I'm like, yeah, yeah. supporting women, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, the shoot I did today actually I got naked for, which is like Ooh. I started out like just being really nervous. Now I'm like ripping my top off like let's go, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> Fire, let's do this. <laughs> love that. Yeah. And you loved it, loved every minute of it? Oh, 100%. We had the paint out and everything. It was a wild time. Oh, my goodness. I'm pumped to see some of these. <laughs> How incredible. And what other experiences have you had from modeling? Um, I've done – what have I done? I've done a few catwalks. That's interesting. Ooh, Again, What's that like? It's just one of those things where you're like, I'll never do this. I'm not tall enough. I'm not skinny enough, like blah, blah, blah. But it was fun and – enjoyable but it was in an environment that was made me comfortable and it was in an environment where you were surrounded by supportive people and I think that's really important as you're first starting out if I was chucked in the deep end of like full-on like professional like let's do this I would just like giving it up straight then because I was like no this is not I don't know what to do like I haven't had enough prep um but yeah it was such an enjoyable experience it was like swimwear and clothes it was just a mixture of things it was all different women styling these things it was just so much fun oh my god (laughs) and is it 
like is the modeling um like environment when you're in it is it supportive like do you, does it help boost your self-esteem and self-image or is that something you need to work on yourself I definitely think well from my experience um with e-commerce is definitely like you go in you take the photo you go out the body positive shoots definitely help with knowing your self-worth and understanding your body and understanding who you are um I've definitely found a sense of confidence in front of the camera that I didn't know I needed and I've like got my poses down and understand where the camera angle will be and understand where I need to be for the camera to look good or where how I need to stand do I put my arms up do I keep them down I think it just comes with experience and again this is a this is a passion project for me. It's not so, like I don't dream of being a model. Partly because I never thought it would be a reality, but also I like I love my job, so it's just a side hustle for me and I think it's definitely helped me understand who I am in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it all sounds very complicated to someone like me who <laughs> like I chuck on a fluoro and go to work and be a tradie during the day. I don't know anything about modeling. But all of this, like, like the light and the movement and the posing, it all sounds very terrifying and complicated to me. But you look very confident when you speak about it. Trust so me, I'm- it's scary at the start. But as soon as you, like, you get with a photographer that knows, like, about angles and is comfortable helping you, it just takes practice. Like sometimes I'm at home and I'm looking in the mirror like, okay, I have a shoot coming up. How am I going to do this? What looks good? I'll try on something that's similar to what I'll be shooting in and I'll just look in the mirror and like, oh, my arm looks kind of good up above my head. Like, and I'll go through that. Love it. (laughs) Love it. And mentorship in the modeling industry Mm. did you get any of it or were you just having to work it out as you go I think my personality didn't allow for it um (laughs) I'm very much a person who will fake it till I make it um chuck a smile on and she'll be good um so mentorship wasn't there as such but I definitely feel like um the, there's a couple of photographers that I've worked with consistently that have sort of mentored me with that. Yeah. And so I take ownership like ownership of what they've told me and then I'm like, yeah, this is me. I've done this like blah blah blah. <laughs> love that. <laughs> That's so cool. And I love like some of the shots are incredible and it looks on social media like I like I've seen you've been at like nasty gal launches. Like I live for nasty gal. Like you are getting some <laughs> incredible opportunities. It's insane. It's and I still like look at my Instagram and I'm like, oh, like this is fun. I don't have that big of a following, but this is fun. Um and people just look at me like, you're an idiot. Like you've got quite a large following and you don't you register, do. but you don't register it. I don't register yeah. it. I And I think yeah. it's important to keep that mentality. Whilst I acknowledge that I do have a responsibility, I think it's also important to acknowledge that 
like my Instagram could be deleted tomorrow and it wouldn't really affect my life as such. It mm. would be shit and I would be sad, but I think I've tried to not make it my entire life. Yeah, I was actually going to touch base with you about that when you have 16,500 people that follow you on social media. Um, like what changes? Like do you have to be super-duper careful about what oh, you say? Wow. Are there times when you say things and like it backfires in your face? Like, I think especially with politically, like political events, um, for me, it's not who I am to talk down on other people or talk out in angst. Um, mm. So I am careful with what I do, but I still have an opinion and I still want it to be noted. So what I found helps with me is that I put all my energy into uplifting other creators, um, uplifting the right message through art. I love art. It's something that I've always been inspired with. I'd rather, yeah, content that is positive in obviously within the same realm of beliefs that I have, I'd rather post about that and I'd rather show that as an impact and uplifting other people as opposed to really bringing people down. Yes. (laughs) Um, But, yes, you have to definitely be careful with what you say and how you say things because you never know what's going to offend. And Mm -hmm. if people take offence to something, it still has to be noted, um, even if you don't agree with what they say, um, if they come at you in a way that is not derogatory or degrading, then you still have to take note that that has offended them. But keep in mind that it's your page (laughs) and you have control over your page. You can say goodbye in an instance to them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, and – with the growth of it, now I'm not sure how quickly it grew or how long you've been working on this, but how did the content you put on and the way that you sort of worked through your social media account change as your following grew? Was there much of a change or? Yeah, so I used, this time last year I was at, I just hit 7K. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's grown a little bit. Um, since then. <laughs> just uh, a touch. Just a tad. Don't worry about it. Like. Um, but I used to do, so back in 2019, I want to say, I used to do threes. Everything was threes. So I'd do a set of three photos. So there was all one line of the same similar photos. That's what I did. That was my thing. I was doing it every week or every second day or however you want to, however much I post it. That definitely changed (laughs) because I found people getting bored of it. Um, I was getting bored of it. Um, I still enjoy like looking back on those photos, but um, I definitely, I think with my knowledge with my job and then understanding what works and what doesn't work, you sort of adapt and you sort of take ownership of that. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that's really changed. 
I think as well my mentality with people. Um, I used to be very naive and thinking that like everyone wants to be friends with me for pure friendship <laughs> and like that kind of vibe. <laughs> but you definitely, when you start getting notoriety, I guess, um, you have to be aware that not everyone has the same positive views that you have or that, I mean, everyone's out for themselves, right? And you can't blame them for that, but I just have to keep my circle tight. Yep, I feel (laughs) you there. (laughs) Absolutely. But I think it's it's hard as well, hey, because I know for me personally, it's a hard line to draw with like, like I still want to be an open person who believes everyone's like, you know, like I like my – not my job because my podcast is my passion project, but my whole goal with the podcast is like with you is reaching out to women on their Instagram pages that I'm like, your profile is high vibe. I love it. You're killing it. Come on and jump on with me. Let's talk. Let's be friends. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you've got to remember that not everyone's like that, but you also got to remember not to like let the few people that hurt you or burn you turn you into someone else because there is like, having personalities like ours is like magic, right? Yeah. And it also like, I feel like (laughs) I'm very forgiving and I'm very accepting of everyone. And I think I invite too many people into my life because sometimes I feel like a bit of a doormat, but um, I think it just comes with like, I don't know, understanding that, as much as they may have hurt me or they may have trampled on me, (laughs) um, they're just looking out for themselves. And Mm. I can't really blame them for that, but also I'm going to be a lot more uh, knowledgeable of that kind of person. (laughs) It just gives you experience. It's a lesson. It's always a lesson. Yeah. I I don't like holding on to things, but. You still, you don't forget. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about lessons, let's wind back a little bit because I want to touch base with you about New York because it was at at the start of your story when you spoke and I was here like, what? What?" (laughs) But But there was so many like other exciting things that I got swept into it. But we have to wind back into that for a second because, um, as someone who went to America when I was that age, I know how much of like a massive thing that was for me. Mm-hmm. And like we we are very responsible, like intelligent, emotionally intelligent women now, but I can guarantee that both of us when we were that age were messes. Um, <laughs> what, like, obviously it didn't work out, but what was it like to be given that opportunity and then not have to go, like have to stay back Talk to us a little bit about that. It was an interesting time because I was still obviously trying to figure out who I am. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was doing stage theatre. Like it was going really well for me. Um, And then I auditioned um, via web, I think. Yeah, via web. And then an in-person audition with like um, someone who was – based in Australia and then they were like oh so we have however many scholarships we'd like to offer you one 
the only issue is you'd have to like obviously support yourself. Me, my family, like mid to low income, like we can't do that. <laughs> um, so I think it was more of just a reality of like, well, it's cool. I know I can do it. And I know I could have maybe gone pretty far with, especially with stage, but it's not meant to be. And it takes a long time to understand that. Like I was depressed for a very long time about it. Um, And you just go questioning, like, why me? Like, why was I born into this family? Like, why was I blah, blah, blah? But then you just, you forget for a moment in time of how good your life is and it's just one experience and it's one opportunity that you've missed. That may have been fun, but it's also not for you. Absolutely. And you wouldn't have done all the incredible things that you've done. That's it. And I think I would have definitely been um, very, very up myself if I was a very self-serving person back then, so um, I couldn't imagine where I'd be now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And your family, you've got a great relationship with your family. You guys all close. Incredible. Do you all live near each other? No. <laughs> so when I was in at the end of grade 11, my dad got a job transfer up to Mackay. Um, so we all packed up and left and moved up there. Um, very interesting to start my senior year of high school at another school, um, which I'd never done that before. So that was very interesting. Um, but yeah, we moved up there. I lasted about a year and a half and I was like, nah, I can't live here. I really can't. That's when I like, my mentality was just slowly declining. I was like, nah, I can't, I'm definitely not a country girl. My sisters are through and through. I have two younger sisters. Um, one of them is engaged, living on a big farm, pregnant with her second child, <laughs> and the other one just loves a good rodeo. It's not me at all. I hate rodeos. I hate mud. I hate cows. Get me out of here. <laughs> I love cow print. Give me cow print anything but cows. <laughs> nah, I'm not about that life. So, um, yeah, I, I was fresh 18 and I was like, Moved down to Brisbane, um, lived with my uncle for about um, two months and then got my own apartment with some friends um, and I've been living out of home ever since. Um, but I did move back last year for four months um, during COVID. I just needed to get out of Brisbane. Um, and then I moved back again at the beginning of this year for four months. It seems to be a reoccurring theme. Hopefully we break that because – I don't want to live in Mackay again, <laughs> um, but very close with my family, extremely close actually. It's my mum's birthday today and it's, I'm kind of sad that I'm not there with her, um, but she's, my mum is incredible. She's number one support team and I'm very, very, very lucky to have such a close-knit family. <clears throat> Absolutely. And like moving out of home at such a young age yeah, into like the city <laughs> Brisbane yeah wow what what a way to mature up real quick oh yeah I think I was always very mature growing up because of the like there's a five and six year age gap between me and my sisters so I always found myself you know the typical big sister role 
looking after them, making sure that they're okay. Um, so I think that sort of helped me um, sort of have that maturity to be able to look after myself and to look after other people. And I guess that's what I always want to do is to make sure that everyone's okay, everyone's comfortable, everyone's happy. That's where it started. <laughs> and look where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a journey. <laughs> starting like senior school in a new place. Like mm. I cannot think of anything more terrifying. Oh, it was horrible. Especially like planning schoolies or planning the prom. Like I don't know any of you and I'm meant to like hang out and be like buddy, buddy when you guys all have this formative relationships. Like, it was the worst. It was the worst. But I'm thankful that I got to experience that kind of um, environment because it sort of helped me to understand people and how to enter into environments and talk to people, get out of my comfort zone and make conversation with absolute strangers because now I just do it every day. I was going to say, now it's your job. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That is it. So I think everything that is challenging, you sort of take as a lesson and you can reflect on that in your day-to-day life. Yes. And talking about things being your job, um, you have a wicked full-time job. (laughs) Um, But for the people listening who have no idea what someone in your role does, talk to us about like what a day or a week looks like in your job. Like what are your responsibilities? I like this is a thing I've kept my job and my Instagram very separate because I don't like want it to ever be intertwined. Um, It's something like my job is something that I love and that I take so much pride in because I have worked my way up. Um, But a day to day, I've been working from home for the past year. So it's definitely been an adjustment. Um, But I schedule in for all of the event cinemas, both Carl and Call and Greater Union pages. I manage the national page. I answer questions, um, do a little bit of paid advertising. It, there's just a lot. There's a lot of reporting, understanding why things do well, why they don't. You'll never understand it because Facebook's wild. Um, yeah. <laughs> and sort of navigating the social realm whilst not navigating it because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Such an interesting role. And I'm guessing like n- no two days would ever be the same. No, not at all. <laughs> Which some parts of your personality would love and some would hate. I'm yeah. guessing. Oh, trust yeah. me. I am like I'm very particular with the way I do things. I have a set way of everything that I do and I need this done by this time, by this time, by this time. I'm a Virgo. Let me know. It is straight organization. Um, so, yeah, it's very it's very challenging. I called, I called the Virgo after 20 minutes <laughs> just so you know. I was sitting here like, ah, it's a Virgo. Yep, that's me. I'm a Virgo through and through. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I am a Leo through and through. Yep. I can't even hide it. Like, 
I might as well just like have fur. Like yeah. I'm that much of a Leo. Um. No, I'm very bad as a Virgo because I'm definitely one of those people who like an argument, like to be proved right and like just that straight organisation and that, no, this is how it's going to be. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Embarrassing. Straight fire. Well, it sounds like you're really good at your job. Would you ever like like do it as a business where you help other online businesses? Have you ever thought about that? I've definitely thought about it. Um, I have helped people just as a friend, you know, you do that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I think my hands are pretty full at the moment trying to juggle a, like <laughs> this stuff. Um but it's definitely something that I've thought about and I want to sort of maybe create an environment where I help more disadvantaged small business and as like a side project because of how hard this time has been and I do want to help Indigenous creators. Um, but I guess that just comes with time and time management, which is very poor for me at the moment. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like I'm in the process of doing some of that, but yeah, I need to sort of figure out my timing a bit more. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't know, the busiest person I've ever met. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've rescheduled this so many times. I feel so bad. Oh, Ooh. no, no, no. Don't you worry. Honestly, I. I love seeing young women all over Australia and all over the world just like with no chill, like being <laughs> like I um I run six businesses and I do this and I've got a full-time job and I'm like just a model on the side but like don't worry about it. Like it's fire, right? It's like sick. I love it. I would prefer people being like, I need to reschedule your podcast interview because I'm a badass bitch and be like, oh, no, yeah, whenever. Like, don't you worry about that. Yeah, okay. That's it's fair. Sick, Noted. Right? Noted. It's like fun. We love it's fun to see. Yes. It's, and like to see so many different industries and so many different people. Like I never have two guests on here that are ever the same. Like yeah. I love that. It's yeah, sick. Yeah, sure. That, it makes it fun too. Yeah. So <laughs> – what the hell is next for Jesse? <sighs> um, <laughs> I think if anything taught us last year, you don't really know what's next. And I think what's important for me is to keep an open mind um, because, again, I am, get very stagnant in doing the day-to-day in the organised way that I do. Um so I think I've worked definitely on keeping an open mind and being open to a lot more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm guessing like just more modeling, more killing it at your job, more growing <laughs> your social media, yeah. more like – Guys, I'm going to have to put a photo up of this interview because Jessie's hair is literally fire. I love it. Um, when you were like, I slicked it back, I was like, why? Oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. Oh, I used to like, hate it. It's a love-hate relationship with this. It is a love-hate relationship. 
How's the Brisbane weather for it? It's actually really good compared good? to Mackay. Wow. So good. <laughs> so good. Oh, I love it. Now, I know you've already dropped your social medias, but mm. for everyone listening who has just like instantly fallen in love with you, um, <laughs> where can they find you on social media? Um, you can find me at Jessie Cassandra Hall on Instagram and I have TikTok that's firing a little bit, so go check that out. <laughs> TikTok? How is TikTok oh, it's going? A wild because place. honestly, I keep telling people I'm too old for it, but here you are the same age as me just smoking it. <laughs> Well, I would like so I went viral on one video, and that was incredible, but also so daunting because there was one week where I was getting death threats every day, and death threats, no. yeah, death threats for being obese. It's like I'm not, I'm not going to kill myself because I'm overweight, mate. Like, go away. Oh my god! Yeah, it, TikTok is one of the places where like your feed isn't curated. You can just pop up in a random person feed, and they may be extremely fat phobic, and then that's just not a fun time at all. So it's I would only recommend it for people who are strong willed, <laughs> because even there's even days where I'm like, no, I can't fucking do this. So. Wow, that's incredible. And, like, do you ever just be like, mate, it's 2021, like, get over yourself? See, I, like, again, going back to what you say on social media and what you do, I'm very much a person who will just delete negative comments and block that person because, yep. again, my page, I'm not going to instigate with you an uh, argument that is going to just keep going and then people are going to see it and I have to find that embarrassing, I'd much rather just delete and move on with my life. Yeah. <laughs> out of sight, out of Absolutely. mind. Yeah. And is this something that you've, like, you've dealt with your whole life and you've, like, worked through ways to work through it? Or is it something that still just, like, surprises you every time someone decides to open their mouth and tell you their opinion? <laughs> I definitely think it's something that I'm just used to. I think when you're different or when you're seen as different, um, that comes with consequences, I guess. So I've just learnt to deal with it in a way that works for me. Um, and, yeah, I, again, I'm just very much – I'll just ignore it and move on. I was, like I was pretty badly bullied in high school, um, but I think it's when I started to grow and know who I am and the confidence that came with that that people just slowed down a bit. And at the end of the day, hurt people hurt people. And you've got to understand that they're coming from a bad place and they may not be happy in their lives. That's why they're attacking you. It's got nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. You are literally the, like, kindest person I've ever met in my entire life. Um, (laughs) I love it. It's awesome. I think think we can all learn something from you. I know – my Leo ego can learn a thing or two from you. Um, but it's just incredible. Um, and lastly, you've been giving advice all podcast episode, but for a young woman out there that's listening to this podcast episode who is younger than you, who is just maybe just about to finish high school this year, who has listened to your podcast episode and is just in awe of it, um, and it like wants to do something similar to you or maybe is going through the same things you went through, what advice would you give to someone knowing you know now? 
I think I would just tell them to, like, have an open mind and to not get so down on yourself when things aren't going the right way because that the right way is not necessarily the right way for you. That's what I would tell yes. them. Absolute fire. Thank you so much, Jesse, for jumping on with me. It's no, been it's an been, absolute pleasure. This has been so fun. Can we do this every week? Let's do this, have a chat every week. This is great. I, literally. <laughs> I had um one of my past guests, Beth, I had her on for episode two last week. And we were saying in the podcast episode, she's like, I just I just like sitting here and like talking about myself with you. She's like, this is fun. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. this is definitely a vibe yeah and we're going to have to get you back on in like two years when like you're a multi-million like follower star like i'll see if i can get through to your pr team (laughs) um... (laughs) no you got my email doll you got my email you're set not many people have my email you've got it (laughs) oh i'm in i'm in guys i'm in all right thank you so much jesse no thank you